That's what I do. See, I'm like Tiger Woods. Not just because I like the skanks. Hello and welcome to Wrestling Newspaper FM. I am your host, Daniel. Tonight, I am joined by Danny, and we're going to be discussing the big news in the wrestling world from this week. Some of that news being WWE SmackDown. They have their lowest rating since the draft in 2016. We've got an update on Daniel Bryan and his injury situation. We're going to be talking about John Moxley. 205 Live, and of course, the thing that's headlining this weekend in the wrestling world, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Don Taku. We will be discussing that and more. Danny, nice to be with you again tonight. Are you ready for a long discussion on the world of pro wrestling? I am. Can we talk a little bit more about the Crockett Cup? I know how much you enjoyed that last oh, week. No, no, I am glad we finished that NWA. Do you know what the worst thing is, Danny? I've heard a lot of positive reviews on it. Unbelievable. Uh, you see, that that's because they're not grumpy, grumpy little man. No, it's because they're like everyone. What, what was good when they was a kid, they want to cling on to those memories and be like, oh, it was great. Oh, it was great. Oh, wasn't it great when Crash Holly defeated Hardcore Holly for the Hardcore title? No, it was shit. So I can't. Danny, I, I, I can't. I, hang on, I can't remember that match in the National Wrestling Alliance. No, I'm on about in the WWE world, WWF, whatever you wanted to call it. I'm talking as an example that people would look back on something like that, think it was great, and then when they log into their WWE Network account, Danny, they watch it, and it's absolutely garbage. Like most of the Attitude Era, when you watch it back, minus the main events. So, Danny, what have you been doing anyway since we've last spoke? Tell our lovely audience what you've been up to. Well, I went to a show on Thursday. Um, I went to Einstein's beforehand. They had a lovely German beer on the terrace upstairs. Um, and then I walked over to the Fusion Nightclub and went to see TNT Ignition, which is like the development or the the, the training brand. Um, to say it's a training school brand is actually a, a little bit a poor on my behalf because a lot of the guys that were there were very, very, very good and also, you know, very well, some of them very well known in the uh, British indie scene. Um, so we went to see this uh, Ignition, TNT Ignition. Um, really good show. They started a G1-esque, a round-robin um, tournament for the um for ignition just with the ignition guys rather than the main show guys um it started this week it started quite well the guys in it seems to be good and we saw the i saw for the first time ricky knight jr who i believe is Paige's nephew uh ricky knight's son um so he was fantastic got a great picture where he's doing a moonsault off a uh off a bar table, and I'm caught in the middle of it with a wondrous look on my face. It was a main event um, of Sona Derson versus Johnny Storm, which was very good. Uh, didn't go quite long enough for me. However, the in-ring stuff was good. Sona Derson played a really, really funny heel, um, and he got the win over Johnny Storm. 
and it was uh, it was a, a, a sneak in as we were talking about last week. Legs on the ropes. Really good show. Cheap night out, and as part of that, after the first match, the the place went dark, and then all of a sudden you heard the NWO music, and sure enough, as a surprise, Scott Hall come out. Uh, Cody Hall and Brian Pillman Jr. were both upstairs for the event. Neither were on the event, and they were heading straight down to London. I think for Major League Wrestling, I think it's called, or League of Wrestling in in London uh, tonight, where they're going to be both performing. But Scott Hall was about ten foot away from me. He gave a nice little speech saying his favourite wrestler at the moment is his son Cody. Cody Hall walked past me and looks like an absolute beast. He's about six 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 seven, and he's built like a brick shit house. Um, I was outside having a vape, and Brian Pillman uh, Jr. come over, and he was asking where Cody was, and I said, I'm sure I've just seen him go to the bar. He's just walked past me. You'd tend not to miss somebody that size. And he seemed like a really polite young man. Um, <laughs> he does look like he's uh, from a trailer park from the 1980s with the mullet and stuff. But it, he was he was very nice. So they were nice with the fans. And Scott Hall, being 10 foot away from one of the heroes I watched when I was a kid, was absolutely fantastic for me. I was still on a high when I got home. So I had a few more hands when I got home. As we all found out this morning when our group chat woke up to a lovely voice message from Danny declaring what a great night he'd had. As I was up this morning, Danny, crack of dawn, half six, I played this voice clip and I thought, I bet Danny's going to feel bad today, but he's going to have a hangover. I spoke to you this morning, you was right as rain, like nothing had even happened. Yeah, I'm quite lucky. I'm not one to usually suffer from hangovers, unless I've done an all day. And I'll tell you when the last hangover I had was, was the day after WrestleMania 34. As if well, that, we we didn't even did oh you'll have drank on uh, at the event though won't you drank at the event and you went uh, some you you left early I can't remember why and I um I was on Bourbon Street till about five in the morning um because it was late when I got back in uh, to the hotel so yeah that was that that, that was a, a rough day to be fair yeah definitely so you had a good time at TNT extra is it TNT Extreme Wrestling. Yes, yeah, it is. Do you want to plug um, their Twitter so people can have a look at their Twitter? I believe it's TNT Extreme Res and TNT Ignition. I'm not sure of the at yeah. uh, the handle on, but if you search them on uh, on Twitter, they're the first ones to come up. Um, additionally, they've said that they're introducing new tag team titles, which look as they showed us. I've seen them. They look really, really nice. I'm not one who's impressed with belts, but they look very good, Danny. I like them. uh, Very similar, mate. Um, And they introduced a new TNT Ignition Championship last night, which will be competed for at the next Ignition event, which is going to be uh, the winner of a Rumble getter, which is good. And also, from, um, from what I've heard, they've got some very exciting things coming up in the future, but I can't go into them because I'm sworn to secrecy. However, the promoter there, Jay Apter, has agreed to come on and do a podcast with us, so we may be able to tell you those things in the future. Uh, and really good, quite good, exciting news, especially for a small company on the Brit Red scene. 
So be sure to stay tuned for that. Um, I will put the image of Danny with his beer in hand, making sure that this moonsault doesn't affect his alcoholic beverage. I'll put that up as the show image for today's podcast. So, Danny, we're now going to go from a nice experience to doing what we both love to do, which is talking about world wrestling entertainment. Now, this week, quite a lot has happened in WWE. Um, I think the first thing that we're going to touch on is, Danny, WWE are heading back to Saudi Arabia Friday, June the 7th. Are you excited for the show? (laughs) Brock Lesnar, Undertaker, Goldberg, Roman Reigns are on this star-studded event. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of politics involved with this, Danny. Um, What are your thoughts foremost on the show? Obviously, it's a money thing for WWE. Well, I'll be honest with you, you're not going to like this. Um, I'm really excited about the show. I love the first one that they did over there the in the King Fard Arena. I think it was shite. It just the, the whole the whole show is it's made into an event. Um it's a huge arena. Seeing the House of Saud sat at, around ringside in those big comfy chairs. It's something we're not used to seeing. It was a different aesthetic, but it was it was really good to see get basically get an extra really, really big event with loads of loads of top names and you know guys like Goldberg who's not one of my favorites however I know my friend Joe who's one of the most knowledgeable people I know when it comes to wrestling um he's a big favorite of his and he he's going to be made up with it um so yeah I, I am looking forward to it in terms of the in terms of the politics of it and the money making thing I, I I'll be honest with you I don't want to get into because I don't know enough about it um, to make it a, a true, to give a true opinion. Um, what I would say about it was was all be from a place of ignorance because I don't know enough to comment on on the situation within that country at the moment. Yeah, well, I've got an opinion on it, but ah, it doesn't I, surprise me. I don't have time to edit it out, so I think <laughs> I'll leave. <laughs> I think. I will leave my opinion. It's nothing to do with me. We all have morals in life, some different to others, shall we say. So I think I'm just going to leave it there. Um, I think we all know the, the story behind what happened in Saudi Arabia. We all have our opinions on whether or not they should be going to Saudi Arabia. We've all spoke about it before. There's no point in going into great detail about it. The going. End of story. The going. Ah, I can sort of see why they're going. I mean, what is it? They're making fifty million dollars is where they're going. Fifty million a show. WWE don't necessarily need that money, but if you're producing television as terrible as WWE is at the moment, you need to make sure you have got this fifty million pounds. Um, nice the segue. One, the one? No, it's not actually a segue. I was going. I've got more to say on this, Danny. <laughs> right. So I was going to segue into this week's rating news. However. As Danny would say, however, what I am not happy about is a couple of months ago, Triple H, he announced on his conference call that NXT would be heading back to San Jose, the place where it all began in a way for NXT. It's the place where they first realized that these takeover shows 
in big arenas were a possibility because take you back to my first WrestleMania at WrestleMania 31, NXT put a show on. Now, it wasn't live on the network. It was just basically a house show for the people that were there at WrestleMania. This show sold out. This show was a big success. And in the, what, four years since then, NXT, we all know what NXT has become. Um, it is it, let's face it, most wrestling fans, 95% of WWE fans, probably prefer it to the main roster products. Maybe I'm wrong with that. But they announced they would be going back on June the 8th to San Jose. Now, this wasn't, the tickets weren't on sale. However, Triple H did say they were going back to San Jose. I listened to the podcast of the conference call where he stated how exciting it was for them all to be going back to where it started. Which was a waste of my time because the show was cancelled and subsequently moved to the week before in a venue unannounced. So they're not going back to San Jose. So much like WWE television, it was five, ten minutes of Triple H talking about what's going to happen. Something happened and it didn't happen. That is basically the story behind this. So instead, we're going to get the takeover, as we said, on June the 1st. And it's just a mess. It's a mess. They don't have a venue, Danny, for this show. And we're four weeks out from the show. I, I just think, Danny, they should have a venue by now. Do you know what I mean? They've done all the TV leading up to this show. And they don't even know where the hell it's from. They don't. They probably don't even know the name of the show yet. Um, I just think do it's you, a mess. Do you, do you know, um, know the way to San Jose? I've been away so long. Um, never mind. Uh, it is a mess. It's something that they are not usually this bad at. They normally have plans in place, and this is where usually the WWE excels. They put something on a corporate conference call. It's usually adhered to. They're very good at being vague about plans that they have for the future. However, as you said, and as it's been reported, they were very insistent of going back to this this arena in San Jose. Um, I was born and raised there. The older listeners will get them. So over my head. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's not hard, is it? But we, um, it's surprising. I don't know what's happened in terms of has somebody else booked the venue? Was it double booked? Was there, you know, some of these venues have. Sports teams playing for it. Has there been a rescheduled fixture? I, I honestly don't know, but it surprises me. Yeah, it's just, it's not like WWE. Another, Danny, access. We've been going to WrestleMania for many years now. Can you remember an access where the venue was announced so late in the day? Normally, no. WWE have this stuff yeah. lined out months before, and it's just. It's just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's I going mean, on with that company. They're just concentrating on other things, like going to Saudi Arabia for blood money. For blood money? Yeah. I'm not sure whether the um, whether the Saudi Arabian um, Sports Commission uh, or Athletic Commission actually allow blood. I think they allow pile drivers, um, but not blood. Well, I'll tell you one thing they don't allow. Women. Or maybe they've changed. Yeah, maybe think, they've realised it's 2019. I think, I think there's a few in the country, to be honest. 
about what great lives they're living. Um, right, Danny. So we we've talked about the NXT situation. Um, Triple H is apparently going to announce where this venue is on Monday. So that's really nice of him. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, he's going to actually let us know where the venue is. So do you know what I, I think they should just do, Danny? What do you think they should do, Dan? What I think they should do is, yeah, they've messed up. It's not NXT's fault. They should just have it at full sale. Do you know what I mean? Instead of desperately trying to sell out a building, go back to full sale. You can be like, we're coming home. Do you know what I mean? For a takeover. It's a nice little little thank you to the fans that have been quite, quite rabid about NXT for so long as well, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think... For me, that I think that'd be a good idea to go back to there. Um, next, Danny, do you want to talk about the SmackDown live ratings? What do you have to say about the ratings? Do you think I know you've said all the ratings aren't as important these days? However, however, SmackDown from this week averaged 1.8 million viewers, the lowest number since the 2016 brand split. So basically since SmackDown went live, I, I it's a bit, I, even I'm surprised from when we were talking about the ratings last week to have a 12% drop. Like really, you'd, you'd have thought people would have been tuning in to see what happened after Owens turned on Kofi Kingston. But when you watch this SmackDown show, it is no surprise why the, the audience, the once loyal audience of WWE are tuning out in their droves. You don't watch it live. I don't watch it live. So why should anyone else? But what are your thoughts on it, Danny? Is it as worrying for you as it is for me? Or are you going to put some positive spin on the situation? When I, when I spoke to you about the declining figures last week, um, I wasn't I, I wasn't worried about it. I'm, I'm, I'm still probably not worried about it. I think WWE will do well. And we'll come out of this. Um, wrestling's a very cyclical. Uh, it has very cyclical patterns. It'll go run in and then draw out. You can't say that another company has has grabbed the, those viewers because they haven't. There's nothing competing with it in them time slots that are wrestling or sports entertainment related. So that's out. But you've got to wonder if these people are just switching off for good. Now the worrying thing for me is with with these viewing figures, as you said, one point eight something million. Now, if you think TNA in its in its height used to have one point one million viewers, and obviously TNA was no challenger even that at its height to WWE. So to be just garnering seven hundred thousand more. It does sort of bring home exactly how much is is being lost. But as I say, the worrying thing to me, um, the biggest drops came amongst the younger viewers. And that, to me, is the scary thing. I, I, I would expect the total opposite. I would expect me and you, who've watched the product for years, um, or the likes of me and you who've done it, as I say, I didn't watch it, but people of my age and to turn off because they just think I can't be asked for this anymore. Nothing happens. It's not like the it's not like the old days or whatever. However, the biggest drops have been um, viewership was down thirty eight percent amongst teenagers, 
and 40% amongst the 18 to 35 demographic. Now, they're really, you, they're the ones that attend the shows. Um, the younger viewers are obviously the ones that bring the money in, the merch sales. It's their parents and family buying them all the all the toys. And let's not forget that WWE, even despite slightly poorer quarter one um, earnings, is you know it, it, it's still doing very very well uh, business wise. There is always a drop off after Mania. People will dip out for a month or two. However, I don't think it's ever been quite this many that have dipped out. I think it's I think it's embarrassing for WWE who are trying to promote um, to their shareholders and potential shareholders this fantastic new multimedia company. So. I, I'm a little bit. I, I am honestly a little bit more worried than I was last week, but I do hope they turn it around because these, they're the the veins that keeps the blood flowing through the wrestling business. If WWE aren't doing well, um, and that might signify something for a short term for another company to do well, but down the road, they're the ones that are bringing in all the new viewers. So it is a, it is slightly worrying. As I say, I'm not panicking by any stretch of the imagination, but I would think that WWE corporate would look at this with a bit of embarrassment. Yeah, it, I just can't put my finger on it, Danny. Right, you know me. I like I complain about WWE, but I've always watched it. Yeah, so even a year ago. Yeah, I would even six months ago, even three months ago, Danny, I'd get up. Yeah, deliberately to watch Raw. And I'd watch it. I wouldn't skip through it in like half an hour. Yeah. Smackdown. I think I watched Smackdown like 24 hours after it aired in about half an hour. I got home from work on Wednesday, Danny. And I yeah. watched 205 Live before Smackdown. I'd been waiting all day to watch wrestling. And I watched 205 Live before Smackdown. And I know like you're going to say, yeah, 205 Live is more aimed at people like me and you. Which it is, right? But... A year ago, six months ago, there isn't a Scooby-Doo, not a chance that I would do that. There's no way. I'd want to watch SmackDown, but I know I don't need to watch SmackDown. I don't need to watch Raw because the chances are I'm not going to miss anything. Nothing ever happens. And if it does, it's announced beforehand, like Roman Reigns, when he came back. This was announced a week before. There's no surprises anymore. It's just terribly... But look at this, Danny, right? Last week, Bobby Roode re-debuted, whatever you want to call it, with his moustache under his new name, yeah? He beat Ricochet clean, Yeah. Yeah. He beat Ricochet clean. Robert Roode beat Ricochet clean. This week on Raw, Robert Roode was nowhere to be seen on the show. He didn't even get a mention. And Ricochet is just randomly announced in the Money in the Bank ladder match. So I'm thinking, well, why is Robert Roode not in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Ricochet has just lost his last match clean. Why is he in one of the biggest matches on the show? What? Usually they don't do qualifying matches anymore for anything. They'll just announce it like the draft. They'll just announce such a buddy's in this brand, such a buddy's in this match. It's not wrestling. It, it, I don't know what they're doing. It's not wrestling that I know. It's it's not even sports entertainment. I don't even know what it is at the moment. But there's something about the product that is putting me off. 
And really, Vince McMahon must be thinking, I gave everyone what I thought they wanted. I gave the, the belt went on Kofi. The belt went on Becky Lynch. Brock Lesnar finally lost the title. And nobody wants to carry on watching it with these guys as the champions. That's probably not the reason why. But I don't know what they can do. I genuinely don't know what they can do to get the ratings up. Well, it's it's worrying to think that the these ratings have gone, like you said. And Vince McMahon thought to himself, well, I've given... And it was quite widely thought and reported that this year's WrestleMania, the favourites won. The people the crowd wanted to win won. Then all of a sudden, viewing figures take a dip. Is Vince McMahon going to say to himself, I know better than these people? Um, you know, and there's already this week been rumours that, um, that Brock Lesnar, after obviously he went to the UFC, um, put a figure down to, to make a one off appearance to face Daniel Cormier and. Dana White said he couldn't afford it because they've changed the way they're doing their business. It's online only pay-per-views now. So they couldn't afford the big figure sum like they used to be able to afford. They're trying to go do the switch completely over that the WWE have done. So he's now said, right, I'm not going to be I've announced me retirement from MMA. I'm not going to do another match. This week there was then reports that this week saying that he's going to come back and take the belt from Kofi. Also, there was reports this week stating that they want to take at least one of the belts off Becky Lynch. Now, they will. Well, but is that is that an instinctive reaction from Vince to say, viewing figures are down, um, I've given you what you wanted, and now you've all tuned off. That's, that's the blow-off. You won't watch yeah. again. I've got to do something else to get you back into the product. And it'll probably be something that goes down quite, it's quite unpopular. Yeah. But the thing is though, sometimes like these unpopular things that like, I don't know, say if he does something that like people hate and the fuming, they'll watch to see what happens. Say you screw, like going back to screwing Daniel Bryan out of the title, people watch because they was mad and they wanted to see what had happened. Yeah, when everyone gets yeah. what they want, 100%. That's why, if anyone listened to mine and Martin's preview shows, we were. I was adamant. There was no way three out of the three baby faces would win the big match because, yeah, you get that big moment at WrestleMania, but then what? Well, but look, then what? Look, what? Look, look at what happened to 30 when Undertaker, everyone was shocked. They had... Um... When Brock beat him, and then they had a women's battle royal or scramble or something, and then so they gave him what the, he knew that they wouldn't like, and then to make it all the better after seeing what they didn't like, they saw Daniel Bryan win the title at Mania, both belts. So you can understand why he does it, um, but as you say, these viewing figures they don't panic me, but. What what alarms me more than anything is the the kind of people that they've lost. They've lost teenagers and the eighteen to thirty five demographic, thirty eight percent and forty percent respectively. That's that's quite shocking. I think it's going to keep going down. I do. I really do think it's going. Maybe not dramatically, but I think we'll see lower ratings than this week's SmackDown. Danny, listen to this shit. I, you, I was just listening to what you was talking about with TNA. Oh, get it. <laughs> 
Richarlison's just sort of scored a fucking screamer. Sorry, sorry, guys. My my attention is one hundred percent on this podcast. Yeah, basically, Everton are playing Burnley, and I think Everton have just gone one nil up. Nobody likes Burnley. Actually, I respect Burnley for rolling over and letting City win. Well, they didn't roll over. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, Danny saw Impact, TNA Impact, right? 2011 in October, TNA Impact Wrestling drew a 1.35 rating. The show drew Which an is about average 1.1 of, million. No, the show drew an average of 2 million viewers. This was the highest rating in the history of the Thursday night show. So Impact, according to this, did 2 million viewers, hmm. which is more than SmackDown. That surprised me. I thought that at their pomp, they were doing about 1.1 million viewers a week. They, they, were, they were doing like a 0.9 um, on the Nielsen rating, and that was 1.1. So I've, you know, I've obviously missed something out there. However, it, it shows how, how serious the situation is. Yeah, it's. I'm looking at it here. Yeah, 2011, 2000, October in 2011, they got two million viewers, and that that just sums it up. How have WWE managed to do this? It's not hard. The solution is Vince, go and do your football. See you later. Let Triple H book, and let's have a professional wrestling show. Just let's just wrestle. Let's not. Oh well, the revival won't sign a new contract. Let's bury him by having him shave each of us backs on TV. No, let's not do that. Let's have professional wrestling. So, speaking of professional wrestling, Danny, the best professional well, wrestling. Wrestling. Go on. Just before we go go any further, can I just say, just as you as you were doing that, um, as you were using your foul foul language, I'm just having a look at the share price. Um, on the 23rd of April. The share price was at $99.25 a share. As of today, it closed on... It's actually still open, sorry, but it's uh, it's currently at 85.6. So that is uh, that was a lot that's come off. That's what, 85.6, so that's $14 off the share price. That is a huge... A drastic, drastic low. Um, the ship is sinking, my friend. That that that, that is that actually a little bit more concerning than I thought it would be. Um, I think it will probably finish the day strong, but it's. I think the closing, the trading closes in about uh, ten fifteen minutes. So I, I don't know. Is it something we should be too concerned about? Yeah. No, no, actually, WWE, whatever happens to WWE's their deal, they're never going to go out of business anytime soon. So it's worrying to the point of, like, wrestling. I'd be worried if I was AEW trying to get a television deal for a wrestling show when the biggest wrestling show in the world's losing viewers like like nobody's business. But, hey, that's that's a subject for another day, Danny. As I was about to segue into but got interrupted, um, <laughs> Daniel Bryan, Danny. Oh, get him! 2-0. Yeah, Seamus Coleman. Seamus Coleman. Diving at death. Well, he didn't die. Sorry, you were about to segue into... Right, I was segueing to Daniel Bryan. Last week, we spoke on the show how we was worried about Daniel Bryan. They'd not mentioned his injury. It looked like it was going to be a head injury. They must have listened to what we were saying. As 
as of yesterday, Daniel Bryan is cleared to return to action, which is great news, Danny. Yeah, it is. Um, nobody, nobody wants to see, especially not the likes of me and you, want to see our boy. And that's that's who he was after. Well, well, after what happened with Punk, I mean, I'd loved what what Punk did. However, for me, for what's for what he's done since, and I'm not even talking about the lawsuit, the way he's acted towards professional wrestling, which is what put him where he is, and his attitude towards it. On quite honestly, you can go and suck on my dick because he 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 just has no regard for wrestling, wrestling fans, wrestlers change of attitude. So that was a major disappointment that we weren't going to see Punk again. And if he does come back, I'll get excited, but I won't forget the fact that he was an absolute fucking bellend. Anyway, after all that had happened, Daniel Bryan come through and won at 30. We all know this, but he was, he was our boy. He was our boy from the independence who was so good at what he did, but was overlooked and like a number of other wrestlers along the way. So to see him back and healthy, and I can understand why WWE are checking up on him. I I can completely understand that they're, they're covering their own backs as well. So made up to see him back, really am. Yeah, great news. He was he's in his year back. He was delivering some great work, as we said. His match with Kofi at WrestleMania that was the Daniel Bryan, the Bryan Danielson that we remember from Ring of Honor. He was excellent heel work. I think one of the first things I said to you when I saw you the next day was everyone was talking about Kofi. I was like, wow, how good was Daniel Bryan last night, Danny? He literally helped Kofi through that match. As we said, Kofi isn't used to the main event. Do you know what I mean? A main singles match, a huge title match. Who else would you want to be in the ring with on your first giant singles match at a WrestleMania? Daniel Bryan, that's who you want to work with. Yeah, I mean... This is the WWE can put on great matches when they want to, and this is this is why you, it sort of perplexes you at times. Look at look at Kofi uh, Kofi's performance in Elimination Chamber before this match, where he got everyone hot, and then the Mania match was fantastic. As you say, Daniel Bryan led him through it to a great degree. We think so. It's. It, I'd like to see another match between the two of them. I think we're going to see it, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. I think they should. I think it probably worked out well. He can have his little mini feud with Kofi or whatever and then just have another match with Brian. I don't know where they do it. Maybe even Saudi Arabia. They might do the rematch there. Um, but yeah, I don't know. There's this, Is it Stomping Ground or whatever the June pay-per-view yes. is at the end of June? Maybe there. Um, but yeah, I still can't get my head around. I've listened to Daniel Bryan, as I said, Danny, before on this podcast with uh, Jimmy Jacobs. Um, these two, they're talking about. Ugh, I, I've, I've couldn't stop laughing. It, Daniel <laughs> Bryan is like the nicest, most harmless guy in the world. Literally, if anyone thinks that his character when he was a face or whatever was an act. He is genuinely the nicest guy in the world. How he goes out there and portrays this nasty, savage heel that hates everyone, it just blows my mind. How he's able to just 
switch like that and put on this heel character. And the best thing about it is every time I hear a podcast with him, it'll go, well, I'm, I'm re- I feel like I'm really confident in ring and I'm good in ring, but I've, I've always struggled. I've never been a promo guy. I'm thinking, have you listened to yourself? You're one of the best promos in WWE. You're an amazing promo, but he's it, so... He is now. He, he wasn't when he, when he was there. I liked him. I loved his promos in Ring of Honor. There was a Ring of Honor show, Danny, right? And this is what first drew me to him, right? Uh, obviously, I was like 14, 15 at the time. And um, so I bought one of the DVDs. It comes in the post. I'd heard a lot about Ring of Honor, right? So I thought, right, I'm going to order one of these DVDs. So I was like, um, Nana, c- can you uh, buy me this DVD? She was like, how much is it? I was like, I think it's about 25 quid. Because I'm, I'm sure they were really dear at first with delivery and everything like that. So I get this DVD. So she's like, oh, we'll stick it on the TV. Then I want to see what it is that I've spent this money on. Daniel Bryan comes out, or Bryan Danielson, yeah? Right? And he, he comes out, he's cutting a promo, and he goes to the Ring of Honor American crowd. Right, I just want to introduce you all to a chant that I learned when I was over in England wrestling. <laughs> And, it, and, he's, and he's, yeah, yeah. he just goes, I'm sat there, I'm thinking, what's he going to say? And I'll never forget it. My nana is sat there. My nana was like mid-70s at the time, not one for swearing. Well, she said she wasn't, but she'd occasionally come out with something. And Daniel Bren gets on the mic and he goes, you're going to get your fucking heads kicked in. And I yeah. was like, oh, my God, I didn't know where to put myself. And at the same time, I was thinking, that is brilliant. Uh, if but, I yeah. remember correctly, he was addressing there was two. It was during the CZW versus ROH feud, and there was a CZW section of the crowd. It wasn't the Cage Death one. I think it was the one before it, the big show before it. And um, he got all the ROH chant, fans chanting, "You're going to get your fucking heads kicked in to CZW." Uh, but even that, even that promo, he struggled in. Um, it wasn't until. He got to that bit, and that was quite funny. But he didn't—he didn't sound like he believed it during this time as Ring of Honor uh, champion, especially the first run. Um, so he has improved immensely. But if you watch Wrestling Road Diaries, um, the Colt Cabana documentary, Daniel, it follows Daniel Bryan and Sal Renato, um through uh, and Colt Cabana through doing these road trips, and you just see how much of it genuinely nice person he is throughout it you, you can't fault the guy yeah he's just he's just a top guy and danny hashtag breaking news well, i won't call it breaking news it was something he's talking about all this stuff he's talking about his love of ants he's talking about how he wants to try magic mushrooms <laughs> i was thinking that was the last thing i was expecting him to say but what he said was because you can tell from talking to him wrestling it isn't his life anymore, but he loves it. He, he he talks about he doesn't look back necessarily at certain things. I think, oh, that was amazing. He doesn't rewatch his matches necessarily. But when he's in the moment and it's happening, he loves it. And what he did say, which made me think, yes, was the fact that he wants to wrestle until he's 75. And he wants to be wrestling up until the month that he dies. And if you know someone like Daniel Bryan, he isn't going to say it unless he doesn't, it, unless he means it. So I was thinking, yeah, I can see it now. Daniel Bryan, 72 years old, working Zack Sabre Jr. Because Zack Sabre Jr., if he wants to, can wrestle for as long as he wants, working his style. 
Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, I, I knew Danny bringing up Daniel Bryan would be a mistake because we could talk about the guy for we, hours. We really could. It would just be <laughs> an absolute Daniel Bryan Danielson love fest. So yeah, no, <laughs> we, we shall move on, mate. We shall move. We on. shall move on. So we shall move on to someone who is going back to the independency, which is a surprise to me, a surprise to everyone, a surprise to Neil, our friend, who was convinced that Dean Ambrose was staying in WWE and this was all a story as Danny, a lot of things that have happened during the last few months just don't add up. But as we've seen from the video, if you've not seen it now, John Moxley is back. What are your thoughts on this, Danny? I remember seeing my first uh, first time I'd seen him properly, um, Moxley. And first of all, the annoying thing about this whole fucking thing is I've only just got used to calling him Dean Ambrose over the course of the last year. Now I'm going to have to get used to calling him John Moxley again. Um, <laughs> I first saw a promo that he'd done before I'd even seen him wrestling. And it was an interview he'd done, and he was trying to, I think it was in CZW, and he was trying to get over how the he was the best in CZW uh, and the best wrestler in CZW. And he said, uh, and this was at the time when Tiger Woods was getting caught fucking everything that moved. And he, he come out in the interview and said, you see, I'm the best here. I'm just like Tiger Woods. And not just because I like the skanks. <laughs> 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 and that 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 turned me on to him straight away. Um, some of the stuff he did early early days WWE stroke NXT stroke for the Championship Wrestling was when he did the whole um, feud with William Regal um, was absolutely tremendous. He wanted Regal's approval. Regal wouldn't give him the approval, and in the end, Regal puts him over. Um, and it was like. You know, a son trying to prove himself to his dad. It was so well booked. It was so good. A lot of the, a lot of the highlights of that fuse are on YouTube at the moment. They've got a few tribute packages soon. Certainly, something I'd, I'd suggest anyone goes back and watches. Um, I'm excited for what's going to happen. I like Neil and many many others. At Still has a lingering thought. This is why wrestling fucks with you all the time because you don't actually know if this is a work or not. Um, and it's what makes it great as well, I suppose. But I was, I was under the but when we saw Dean Ambrose at Bloodsport with um, William Regal looking over, and you're thinking, is he is he just there to try and fuck with us? Um, that he's looking at, at Indies and now I'm still in the same position I honestly don't know whether he is going to turn up on the independence or this is going to be a new character of John Moxley that will enter WWE arena as John Moxley and with a total change of attitude and character I still t- even now couldn't tell you I, I I honestly don't know. I'd love to see. I'd love to see him do the Indies, um, because as we I think we mentioned the other day, Taylor made match for him is there with Jimmy Havoc. Now Jimmy Havoc's in AEW. There's so much Joey Janela. There's so many people. If he could, if he goes out to Japan, there's so many. Can you imagine a match with him as John Moxley versus Naito? 
Ugh, it just there's so many, so many matches. And Danny, I know you're saying you think it's a work or whatever. Well, no, I'm not sure. I, I'm still. But you're not sure. Um, basically, the WWE people, WWE don't have the John Moxley name trademarked, which you'd possibly say is a bit of an in, a little indication, maybe. Um, but in the you latest wrestling, trademarked them. In the latest Wrestling Observer newsletter, um, we all love a bit of Big Dave. Uh, not Batista. <laughs> basically, right. Usually, though, he's not going to come out and say something, Dave Meltzer. This on such a big subject. If you know what I'm saying, he'd usually be like, "However, things could change." Blah 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 blah. Do you know? What, you know what I'm saying, don't you? Yeah. So he yeah. might say, "This might happen, but things could change." Now, I'd always heard that what what he said was like not gospel, but the amount of things this year that he has said that has happened that like you wouldn't have called i've like been making sure i take note of some of these things along the way because i always hear people saying oh don't believe anything he says but little things were for example becky lynch against ronda rousey was announced it was announced the graphic was that it was announced charlotte was nowhere near and then he said no this match isn't happening charlotte is in the triple threat match and Pete, I put this on Twitter and people are like, oh, don't be stupid. She's not in the triple threat match. And then a week later she is. But anyway, moving on from this, I'm just reading this article now on uh, Cultaholic. Um, so Meltzer has said that he's heard the story that uh, Moxley will be on the Indies sometime in June, possibly even late May. He's supposed to have bookings with a number of different promotions, which will be announced very shortly. So there you go. Mm-hmm. That is amazing, and it? it just doesn't make sense. Why did WWE give him such a great? Do you know what I mean? Like not great, but they didn't bury him, did they? On the way out, it was very bizarre. You see, and this this is another. This is our world that we live in, where we don't believe anything, and anything that we do see, we still don't believe. We were at a show last night, as I said, where Brian Pillman Jr. was there, and somebody said to him. Um, some one of the crew who was working for TNT um, or wrestling travel, one of the two of them had said to him, uh, what do you think about Dean Ambrose doing your father's um, shoot angle? Which was obviously when, when Brian Pillman went out to ECW to get over this loose cannon gimmick. And he was supposed to then get over an ECW. He legitimately quit, gets over an ECW, and then comes back to WCW with a refreshed character, reinvigorated. And Eric Bischoff had signed off on it. He's talked about it at length. Is this something that, that's happening now? They've seen the they've seen the, the the media buzz and the popularity and the money that Cody's made. Is Dean Ambrose going out to reinvent himself on the Indies only to come back six months later for, or 12 months later for that big WrestleMania blow-off that we could only imagine would, would never have happened because he's out on the Indies now? I don't know. Well, I tell you what, Danny, if he shows up in progress, WXW and all TT, we know it's a work. because You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Because they're obviously all the WWE-affiliated companies. Um, 
But yeah, I think, Danny, I think I'm looking at the time. I think we've talked about WWE enough. We want to save our energy for some of the other stuff. So we're still going to talk about WWE. But coming next is mine and Danny's favourite WWE show of the week. What did, what did you think, uh, first of all, um, the opening segment from Drew Gulak? I loved it. It set the stall for the show. It was just, do you know what I mean? Perfect. I, I love it. They did did the same last week. Um, set out what he wanted to do and what he's trying to achieve. And, uh, yeah, so that was that was a good start to the show. Yeah, um, it was Tony Nice, weren't it, who first came at, do you know what I mean? Who first? It was Nice Angu, like they hyped yes, up their match. Um, but I, as I say, I think that's good because I was glad. first thing that I thought was, well, Tony Nisi. I feel like I've not seen much of him speaking. I've only been watching regularly for a couple of weeks, <laughs> but it just gave me a little bit more of an indication about his character. Um, when I used to watch Two All Five Live, I'm pretty sure Nice and Gulak were a team. Um, but I remember thinking, yeah, I'm happy to see that much later on in the show. So, yeah, now you sent me tweet out on Twitter, didn't you, about the commentary team? What was going on there, Danny? Yeah, the vi- I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you, the visual didn't look great. However, I didn't notice when I was when I was going throughout the show. It didn't seem like people were speaking over each other. It didn't seem no. like extra dialogue. I-, I actually didn't notice it, other than the than the camera shot that they showed with the four of them sat there. Yeah, I know what you mean. It was actually, it did actually not work, but I didn't notice anything drastically wrong with it. No, um, it, it didn't didn't detract from the show, did it? Every time I see Aiden English, I just can't help but think, why did they split him and Rusev up? Go back to Mania 34. They were possibly the most overact on the show. But yeah, hey, why they why they split him and Simon Grimm up? Simon Grimm's a great way. Yeah, the Vaud villains or whatever. Well, Danny, I've got something to say on that. One point eight million viewers. Um, the opening match was Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik versus the Singh Brothers. Um, it made me laugh. The Singh Brothers they came out and said that they've only been around the world, um, been around the world for years. Facing people like Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, AJ Styles. Do you know what I mean? And while this, while one of the things I can't tell them apart, he's saying the other one's doing the Roman Reigns polls, the Randy Orton polls, the AJ Styles polls. But they say they're back. Um, and then the commentators let us know that they won the first ever match on 205 Live. But it was their and only were, match on 205 And they were undefeated. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought, well, you know what? I, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but the Sting brothers, they always took bumps from Randy Orton. Some of the bumps that they took through the tables and stuff. I thought, yeah, give them a chance. Jinder's not doing anything now. Let's have a traditional tag team. Let's put them over. So, Danny, <laughs> Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik end the Sting brothers' undefeated streak. It was a decent <laughs> match. <laughs> it was a yeah. decent match. 
Um, the Singh <laughs> brothers were like a... Go on. No, no, go on. Go on. I was just going to say, it was just typical, in it? This undefeated streak, I thought, yeah, I could get used to the Singh brothers, maybe give them a little push. <laughs> they lost. They look, they look like absolute goons. Lost. Yeah, waste of time. Um, they put Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik over. They won't do anything with that. Um, so, yeah, this match, it went on for a while. Um, I thought the heat spot went on quite for heat. The heat part of the match went on a little bit too long. Um, and then what well, Metalik's wasted, isn't he, on 205 Live? Do you know what I mean? I feel like he, he should be in the main main event of 205 Live competing for titles. He's a great wrestler. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll say this to you. 1.8 million viewers. 1.8 million <laughs> viewers. No, 205 they, they, Live should easy have three. Lucha, Lucha House Party are all, each and every one of them, very, very talented. Um, I love watching all of them. I've got to be honest with you. I enjoyed it in this as well. The, the Singh brothers actually hit a double super kick. Yeah, but and they had the Young the... Bucks things on the tights as well, didn't they? Those things. Yeah, <laughs> you had the you had the pink tassels on the tights. You had the double super kick, and I've got to say, it was one of the best double super kicks I've ever seen um, because it's so, it's so hard to do, and it, it, it's hard to do when when people are doing a double super kick. It's hard to not make it look like you just putting the sole of your foot on their face rather than actually kicking them. However, he's really pulled it off. I was quite impressed. Um, the the other thing I was very, very impressed with was the, the, the teamwork of um, the, the teamwork of Lucha House Party. The the, the finish, it, it's not it's not what you call a great tag team finish because for me, things like that are total elimination. You know, the um, uh, the, the oh, what's they called the Tower of Doom and stuff like that, and 3D. However, the finish was actually, um, I think it was Grand Metalik hitting a he walked walk the ropes and then hit an elbow, and then straight after that was Lindsay Dorado with a shooting star press for the one. Nice three. shooting star press as well, weren't it? Very picture, impressive shooting star press. Picture perfect, mate. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the result of that match was Grand Metalik. And Lindsay Dorado picking up the win over the now defeated Singh brothers. <laughs> Do you reckon we'll see the Singh brothers again? Maybe, probably. I don't know. Well, um, they, might, they might they might go on NXT next week and start their undefeated streak there. You know. Yeah, maybe. See now, Danny, we had something, and I felt like so this match finishes. I felt like there was a really long gap until the next match begins. Do you know what I mean? I felt like. There was a backstage segment. Then we'd have an advert on the show. Then there'd be a selfie promo. Um, so we'll, we'll get into it. Um, Humberto Carrillo after his win. Last week, did he beat last week? He beat Drew Gulak last week, didn't he? He did. Um, he did. Um, he's talking to Drake Maverick backstage. Jack Gallagher comes in. He says that he will be fit to compete in London in two weeks and that they have yeah. some unsettled business as opponents. So... If you put two and two together, we're probably going to get Drew Gulak, not Drew Gulak, Humberto Carrillo against Jack Gallagher from the old two in two weeks' time. That's what I took yeah. away from this. Um, one of one of the genius things about this was um, Jack Gallagher um, described. He was very respectful to Carrillo, and he said um, something along the lines of, "I appreciate you giving Drew Gulak um, a piece of humble crumpet." Rather than humble pie, um, 
<laughs> I thought that was really well done. Playing up to the English stereotype, you gave him a piece of humble crumpus. Who doesn't like humble crumpus? Exactly, exactly. So after that, so we'll get that match in two weeks. Uh, Brian Kendrick was on his way to the ring only the to be attacked. Brian Kendrick. The no, Brian Kendrick was on his way to the ring only to be attacked by Mike Bennett. Tozawa makes the save and referees split the two up. So I was hoping we'd get this match this week, but it would appear. However, we will get it next week in a no yeah. disqualification match. They announce. A nice, a nice simple build to a nice match. Yeah, does me all the time. Kendrick's coming out. Get to get to hip from um, Bennett. Bennett looks in fantastic shape. He 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 looks like a, a proper athlete. He, 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 you know, he come out. He, he attacked him from behind, and then when Tazawa started laying into him, it really looked like he was laying into him hard as well. Really good little piece. One thing that did piss me off is obviously Brian Kendrick never had a match. You know, he, he got he got um he got a shot to the back of the head and then a couple of kicks. I think he could have still done a match. There was never a match. It was just left when he was guided back to the back. So I don't think it looks makes Brian Kendrick look great. To be honest with you. Yeah. I know what you mean. It was he was just there, weren't he, to hype the feud for the other two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we got two backstage promo, or well, one backstage promo and one outside stage promo, to put it mildly, um, to build up two upcoming matches, which was fine. And then now I'm thinking, right, I'm ready for a match. We get an advert for some bullshit on the WWE network. We come back to something I hate about WWE with this. Not like me to hate something about WWE, but yeah. Aria Aria Davari. Now. These selfie promos, Danny, they've been going on now for about two years, and I can't remember one. There's not one that stands out where I was like, yeah, that was good, I remember that. It's just, just a waste of time. Do you know what I mean? The, no one listens to them. The crap. Shite. So I'm not a fan, as you can tell, of these selfie promos. They're, they're just filler, aren't they? Cheap filler. Yep, definitely. Um, so yeah, so we get the announcement that Tazawa is facing Mike Canellas in a Mike Canellas. I've been calling him Mike Bennett. Uh, Mike Canellas in a no DQ match next week, which I'm guessing will main event the show. Now, I'm finally, looking forward to that. Looking yeah, it'll be good, won't it? It'll be good. I'm sure it shall be good. Um, next, Danny was the main event of 205 Live. Tony Nice versus Drew Gulak. If you just talk us. About your thoughts on that match, I'm just gonna go and grab a can of Coke Zero. Right, yeah. Um, obviously, Drew Gulak defeated last week. He's on a bit of a losing streak. All his mates have gone. It was going through this. It was it was a good match. It's what you'd expect from Tony Nissan. It's what you'd expect from Drew Gulak. Um, laying stuff in hard. Lots of submissions. Lots of working body parts. And. It, it it built up it built up quite well. Poor poor Drew, I really want to see this guy succeed. And this is talking about the simplistic booking. I think I'm not on my own here. I want to see a better 205 live under Drew Gulak. And I'm feeling a bit, feeling a bit sorry for him. I don't know whether it's WWE manipulating me because obviously he's still in that main role. Um, so I think it is. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing him do a little bit more in the future. This match, though, was 
when when it got got into it, it was good, it was well worked, and you know the, it was it was a non-title match, which I, I don't know. I don't. Do you understand why they do that? What have non-title matches? Yeah, and then mm. and, and then let Nice win. I know what you mean. You'd think you think that Nice had win, do you know what I mean, to like give him a title match or something, but I don't, I don't know, it's WWE booking for you, isn't it, Donny? I, I just, I don't get it, didn't understand it. Um, I think they, they just did it, I think, to put Tony Nese over, didn't they? They wanted to put him over what, what possibly the top heel on the show, um, but for me, I'm guessing like you, I, I really think Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak is the feud that they want to get to later on mm. down the line but maybe they don't I mean they should do um, but yeah yeah I mean I, I honestly I'm honestly hoping that they get once they've got past the Nice because um, and Gulak viewed because as I say it is it's 40 minutes a week it's simplistic booking and it's, that's, that's exactly what's needed I'm hoping that they once they get through this to get the belts on Gulak I really really hope because He's my one of my favourite people to watch at the moment. Um, get the belt on Gulak and then have only Lorcan chasing for it because their matches have been so good over the years. Um, I'd really like to see another and um, another Gulak versus only Lorcan feud. Yeah, I I think I like Nice though as well. Oh, I, I thought did, he was I good. In, this was a really really good match. I thought I thought possibly around you four star range. I, I really enjoyed this match, Danny. Um, yeah, I, I very much uh, I did myself. I think, though, I think Nice, personally for me, he doesn't really connect much with the WWE crowd for whatever reason. Like most people in 205 Live, the crowd aren't really there for it. I think Nice would fit him really well in NXT. You know what I mean? With all this high-flying stuff, he's like reasonably big. I, I think he's more of an NXT guy um, with okay. all this high-flying stuff. I think he'd really get over big with that crowd at full sale. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. Um, Fucking I enjoy on this show, though, I've got to be honest. Um, but there's, with with 205, there's there's basically two spots available, isn't there? Yeah. The, the, champ, the champion and whoever he's feuding with. Um, so once he's, now he's the champion, where, where does he go from there? Yeah, I, got, yeah. I, I, see, where, I see where you're going. Yeah, that's the problem. I mean, for me, the problem with this show, Danny, I, I preferred last week's show. I did enjoy this. I loved the main event. I really enjoyed it. So I had a good taste in my mouth to finish with. But as I said, the, there was like 10 minutes maybe of backstage, of build, do you know what I mean? Of promos and stuff. And I'm thinking, I just want a two, uh, an opening match that goes 15 minutes, 20 minutes, that's really good. Maybe have a backstage segment to build up a match for next week and then give me the main event. So I just yeah. felt like the gap between the two matches was a little bit longer than I wanted this week, but I think I'm just complaining for complaining's sake there. This was a really good show. I enjoyed I love the main event. I really enjoyed it. Go and watch the match. And I'll tell you what, Danny, I, I don't know if you've seen this. I put on Twitter um, Tuesday, maybe. I put, can't wait for the number one show in WWE um, tomorrow night with a, a gif of 205 Live. And I had all these people, oh, don't you mean NXT? Did you men and put NXT? Are you having a joke? And I'm thinking, no, I'm not having a joke. 205 Live is better than Raw and SmackDown. It is. I'm not even going to argue that. Some people could say NXT is better. For me, I, I don't know what it is. And I'm, people are probably listening to thinking, are you crazy? 
Um, people like Paul loves it. Neil loves it. There's something about the weekly NXT. We won't get into it in detail. I can see it's really good, but it doesn't draw me in. I'll watch it because I'll hear there's a, there might be a match that I want to watch that's good, but it doesn't make me want to come back the following week. And it, it might just be a personal thing. It, there's something about it that's just not quite for me. I love the takeovers, but the weekly show just isn't for me. Whereas 205 Live, I watched it last week and I wanted to watch it this week. I don't know what it is with NXT. I don't know. I think it's a bit too WWE weekly TV style for me, whereas I like the 205 live way of doing things. It's a bit more back to basics, but that's just yeah. my opinion. So basically, I was just trying to say, if you're one of those people that um, replied to me, um, giving me abuse on Twitter, I'm not going to call you out. Oh, Everyone, everyone's entitled giving him abuse, to... people. He deserves abuse. You keep on giving it to him. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, so... I am happy that you enjoy NXT, Raw, or SmackDown. That's it. Be happy, everyone. Right. So, 205 Live, we've finished talking about that, Danny. I think we can say we'll be watching next week on the show. We'll be reviewing the show next week, so make sure you check that out. Go and watch the Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak match. And next week, we have Mike Kanellis, not Mike Bennett, Mike Kanellis against Akira Tozawa in a no-disqualification match which I'm sure will be great. Yeah, and um, we've, we've just actually gone off off script a little bit here. We've breaking news um, while, we're, while we're on air here. Uh, Lucha Libre trip, uh, organization AAA has released a list of talent for their invading New York show at Madison Square Garden. I'll go through oh. it quickly with you now. Um, there's two interesting points on here, though. Um, New York City, New York, a statement by Lucha Libre AAA. Mexico's premier pro wrestling organization has released a list of luchadors to be featured at their invading New York events at on the 15th of September at Madison Square Garden. The list includes some of the most popular luchadors known to wrestling fans, both in Mexico and the United States. The list has been released to coincide with the opportunity to fans to buy tickets starting on Sunday, May the 5th, at Madison Square Garden, box office and Ticketmaster. Um, we are excited to bring these world-renowned luchadors to the most famous arena in the world, Madison Square Garden. Let's kick off our series of upcoming events. Come on, I- I'm, on a cl- I'm on a cliffhanger among, here. Among the featured, featured luchadors are to be, expect, to be expected are Aerostar, Aveno, Brudimon Jr., Adaga, um, Drago, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. Golden Magic, Hio Del Tarantis, um, Conan, um, Lady Maravilla, Lady Shani, Mamba, Misty, um, Mistyz Jr., which is the original Sankara, um, a number of uh, Puma King, uh, Pagano, and Villano 3 Jr. The interesting thing I found about that is the for the last couple of weeks, um, both Pentagon and Phoenix have been going through uh, contract um, co- uh, contract negotiations with um, with AAA, and there was talk about them possibly jumping to New Japan. There was talk about them going as freelancers. Um, however, it was made known by 
triple a that they were from Buckton. they didn't want they wanted them to work in mexico specifically for triple a and have an exclusivity deal with AEW first shows in the united states and they were going back and forth because they wanted to work different promotions so it looks like if that show is going to be on the 15th of september this year it looks like they may well have wrapped up um pentagon and phoenix's contracts um for the you know for the for the foreseeable future um yep. so if that that's the case it's quite interesting news because you know, uh, I think not only is is interesting news in the fact that you know their contract situation. It's also interesting news in the fact that it seems that AAA may be looking more towards working with AEW. Um, they don't want Pentagon and um, and Phoenix working the likes of ROH because they're affiliated to CMLL. It's certainly an interesting time in wrestling at the moment. Um, they were doing all the press for that when we were there. Um, yeah, in, I remember. In New York. Uh, fantastic poster. If you if you haven't seen it, go and check it out. Um, it's just quite a big deal. Quite a big deal. I'm one, I'll be interested to find out how they do attendance-wise. Well, they got row off um, Impact, basically, didn't they, on the Rebellion show that we watched. So they... Yeah, if you, if you remember in the main event, but yeah, I will definitely be watching that show. Uh, to be honest, I'd watch any wrestling show that was at Madison Square Garden after what we experienced in that building the other week, nearly a month ago now, Danny. Can you believe that? I can't. I can't. Sometimes it, it, feels... it feels like about a year ago. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. <laughs> but sometimes it feels like a couple of days ago. Other times it feels like ages ago. Um, I think we've got we, we've we've got a lot coming up, haven't we? Um, we've got a lot of decisions to make in terms of where we're going at the moment on the British scene because Rev Pro have got a show in Manchester Victoria Warehouse that's going to be featuring uh, Lij Naito was confirmed today. Um, there's Progress have put out their their big sh- London show that was announced today. Um, there's there's really then there's like the Fight Club Pro. There's really so much going on, and you can't do everything. But um, we're we're also looking at the option of possibly going to the WXW's World Tag League. It's a, it's a, you, we forget how good we have things sometimes, despite all the moaning. There's so much going on in yeah. the world of wrestling. Well, I was looking at it, Danny, and really, you can probably go to the WXW Tag League, yeah for the same price, maybe a little bit more expensive than the Progress weekend. So for me, if it comes to a... Tr- I, I, I'm not going to be going to that Progress show. I have no interest in Progress anymore, really. Um, not to the point... I might watch the odd match, the odd show, but not to go all the way down to London to watch it. So I think if I do anything, it'll be Tag League. Because you get to go to a new country. Christ, I've been to London so many times to watch football and whatever. But we, we were we were in London as well at the end of August. Let's not forget as well. Royal two weeks Quest, before. I forgot all. I forgot all about that. We've got Royal Quest for New Japan proper coming over here. Such an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, and it has been for the last two, probably two or three years in this country. And long may it continue. Yeah, well, I can't go to the Red Pro Show because I'm on holiday um, in uh, Manchester. So I am. You're on thinking... holiday in Manchester. No, I'm on holiday, flying from Manchester to the Canaries. Um, but gutted missing that show. 
But I was thinking I wasn't actually going to go to Fight Club Pro in about three weeks, but I might I might drive down now if they if they announce a decent card. Might drive down if you want to jump in, you can. If not, <laughs> well, I don't I'll know. Be, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I'm um, looking at getting a new job currently, and um, I had a uh, an interview. Well, I had a, a telephone interview today, and they asked me if I have any dates over the course of the next. Uh, the next couple of months that, I can't, that I'm not available. And I said, I've got a very, very important meeting with a solicitor over at Longo and Issue on the 24th of May. Um, so I thought, I'll just block that out straight away um, so it gives us time to get down there if we do go. Oh, what? Were you thinking of coming? Yeah. Oh, right. I thought you weren't that interested in going to Fight Club. Oh, yeah, we'll go, we'll go. I, I was only saying that. I was only playing hard to get. I, I want to go, me. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I thought I thought you might not want to go because I thought I didn't want to say I'm going because to be honest with you I probably won't go if I'm dra- if I'm going on my own but if you want to come I'll go I'll uh, I'll sort out a van now to drive because I don't really want to drive with my van the whole way there but yeah sorted <laughs> anyway actually that I don't know about that Danny right I bet everyone's thinking who's listening to this podcast and these two realise they're doing a show and not having a conversation but um it's double or nothing weekend that weekend. That is a big weekend. That's the that's, that'll be on the Saturday, will it? Saturday night. Yeah. So, so obviously you'd be, you'd be staying up um, for the double or nothing show the Saturday night, and it'd mean getting back at about two two a.m. the Saturday morning from Fight Club Pro, and sandwiched in between that is the Aston Villa versus Derby County playoff final um, on the Monday, I think. So yeah, <laughs> um, that's a that's... big weekend. I think the Fight Club Pro show is actually a Friday. No, no, I said fri- Friday, but we'll be getting back from that early hours Saturday morning, won't we? So I'm saying that, like, I-, I have to see my daughter during the day, obviously. So Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, normally if I'm staying up till 4 a.m., 5 a.m. to watch a wrestling pay-per-view, I'll try and get a good night's sleep the night before. Ah, Whereas if we're right at Fight Club Pro... So, yeah, we'll be going to Fight Club Pro. <laughs> Check out for the vlog. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I'll tell you what we've been talking about. We can't mention them, although they do my head in at times. Let's be gracious. This weekend is Progress's, what is it, their biggest weekend of the year? Super Strong Style 16? Yes, super Strong Style. I'm seeing all Facebook posts of my friends going down there. We had a wonderful time last year. Um, again, it's not even the, the quality of the show. I know People didn't like didn't like certain days last year. However, going down there, Ali Pali is such a great venue. It's right up on top of the hill, looking over a whole of North London. Um, going down with a load of friends and hotels and out drinking, um, watching wrestling together. It's a fantastic weekend away. Um, this year, due to the proximity of Mania and other things. Um, I have decided not to go, and I'll be honest with you, it was to the point where last night I was looking at six-hour coach journeys to get down to London to see if I could go and do day two and day three. Um, but unfortunately, because the trains are off, the coach prices are sky high, and I'm not paying £90 to go on a two six-hour coach journey. So yeah, that's, that's where we're up to. Just wait till it comes out on the VOD in June. Very, um, very, very looking forward to seeing Kyle O'Reilly in that tournament. Um, 
one of my favourites from the indie scene before he was before he was up with uh, NXT. Um, his style will fit perfectly into that competition, and I'm pretty sure he's facing Chris Ridgeway as well. Hard as fuck, Chris Ridgeway. That'll be an excellent match. Are we going to have to review it? No, no. Mm. Oh, right, okay, I was going to say, if you want, I might watch a little bit of it. Um, we, might, we, might, we might see what the best matches are of the weekend and review one or two of them. Yep, so, so speaking of best matches, Danny, you recommended a match to me last week. Boy, did you recommend me a cracker. That's what, what I did. a match this was. So we're going to go across to all Japan pro wrestling. We've talked about WWE. We've talked about this. We've talked about that. We're all over the world. All Japan pro wrestling champion carnival 2019 final. Kento Miyahara versus Jake Lee. Danny, great match. Great match. When it, I wasn't Jake Lee. Jake I, Lee. Come I, on. I was going to, I wanted to tell that story, man. Um, I'm sad. <laughs> I'm sat there and I get a WhatsApp message off Daniel and it says, Jake Lee is now I imagined it to look. <laughs> no, to anyone that's that's listening, could you describe Jake Lee for me? Yeah, well, basically, I thought Jake Lee, I don't know why, it just struck me as I thought he'd be like, maybe look a bit like Kyle O'Reilly, but with like ginger hair that's falling out or something. I was expecting something like that. Instead, I get Jake Lee. To me, he reminded he looked a little bit like Ibushi, I thought, in his body stature. Um, yeah, yeah, a, a, a clean cut, um, clean, clean cut, very, very impressive body, uh, young Japanese gentleman. Um, yeah, it was uh, it, uh, that that text did make me laugh, I've got to be honest with you. But Danny, this Kento Miyahara, why is nobody else talking about this guy? He is incredible. He is exactly my sort of wrestler that I enjoy watching. The way he sells, the way, so, I, oh, honestly, he was. He, looked, watched, he, he looks fucking hard as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just he's one of them guys that I was thinking he's the sort of guy I can imagine coming over to Ring of Honor 2005 and facing Joe, facing Danielson. I just thought this guy is selling. Oh, the the air. Uh, What's it called? The flipping name slip. I'm not good at remembering names and moves. What's it called? Deadlift. The deadlift German. A thing of beauty. That thing. The deadlift German that he does. Everything. His moves are just so slick. You can just tell from watching him for ten minutes. He knows exactly where he should be. He knows the facials that he should be putting on to sell the match. This match was great. Great match. The crowd at Corican were as hot as ever. But I'm gonna plug another match. Of Kento Miyahara. So I watched this match. Great match. Great match. Probably four and a half stars if I had to slap a rating, as I know you love your star ratings, Danny, on the match. Four and a half stars. However, however, I watched the semi final match before I watched this. Just so I thought, before I watch the final, I'll just get a flavour of what this tournament is all about. So I watched Kento Miyahara versus Okabayashi. Oh my god. What a match this was. This, I preferred to the final. This Okabayashi is just amazing. He, he looks, a li- he's got like the build maybe of a Lars Sullivan, but he is twice the worker. He is, oh, he was amazing. He, he was like, he reminded me a bit of Walter, but some of the moves that this guy can bust out for his size, 
him and Mia Hara going back and forth. They're just kicking the ever-living shit out of each other, slapping each other, punching each other, suplexing each other. They just went all out, all out. For 18 minutes, this match went. Uh, it was It's up there with top five matches I've seen this year. So go and check that out. Okabayashi versus Kento Miyahara from night... Uh, it, it would have been night 16. Go and check that match out, Danny. You'll love it. I know you Yeah, love it. I've seen seen both guys. Well, obviously, um, Miyahara I've seen before. But um, I, I'm looking forward to it because it's... Japanese wrestling, what we don't understand here, or what a lot of people don't understand, is that Japanese wrestling is fucking huge, but it's not huge in your it's not huge in Europe or the West because all we see is New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is a fantastic product. But I was chatting to you the other night, wasn't I? I was I was asking how long you've been watching New Japan and stuff. And I think you said it was 2017 that you started watching it. Yeah, the first show I ever watched was 2016. Yeah, well, so because of me being a complete and utter wrestling nerd, especially especially back in my younger days when I had more more time to invest into it, and um, I, I get I get these tapes and I'd see, uh, and I, I have more time to actually watch. I get these tapes and I'd see it on. I'd see the likes of Noah on the wrestling channel. Noah drew a show. Um, they drew, I think, about 60,000 people at the Tokyo Dome. All Japan, um, they had uh, the Sumo Hall. I can't remember the name of it, but it was, um, it was, it was their big venue. But they've run the, um, the Dome, the, the New Japan, All Japan. And um, was it Noah? I think, no, it wasn't Noah. And another company over the years have run into promotional shows. Um, you, fa- you found people coming from New Japan over to the Champions Carnival to compete and vice versa. And a lot of this goes unnoticed. Noah is actually going through a little bit of a renaissance at the moment. If anyone is hooked up to um, to my, my Twitter, I put up a, a, a match, a, a link for um, the... Um, Kenta versus uh, Naomichi Marafuji match from Noah. It was uh, Marafuji's anniversary within the business. I think it was 20-year anniversary. 45 minutes of pure spectacle professional wrestling. A, a classic match. Uh, the crowd was so into it. WWE actually gave him permission. He was still working for them at the time. Gave him permission to go back. Um, he, he was using the Hideo Itami name, I think. But it was a it was a great match. Now he's another one who's going to be released back onto the back onto the Japanese scene. I'd recommend keeping an eye out for certain matches in all Japan and Noah, and even in DDT as well, um, because they will shock you every now and then. Not everyone's got the time to watch them, but just dip in and out of a match if you get the chance. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Some of the stuff that I've watched this week. I'm getting to that point in life, Danny, right, with all my wrestling life where it's just, I've seen all these angles in WWE. I've seen them all. Oh, I've been watching WWE for 20 years. 
And I'm just getting to the point where I just want to watch great wrestling and great storytelling. I don't need to watch backstage segments for five minutes and 20-minute promos talking about, oh, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I just want to watch great wrestling. Life's too short, and there's that much great wrestling about that is so easy to access. I can just open up my laptop and watch great matches. So I'd sooner do that than say wait for Raw to start, sit through adverts, watch loads of crap. So just if if you're someone who's like, I see people like, no, WWE's the best. I won't have this Japan wrestling stuff. Just give it a chance. All wrestling can be great if yeah, yeah. used properly. You can, as you say, you can watch both. You can watch all. You can, you know, it doesn't have to be, it's, as I say, it's not tribalism. You don't have to just support this promotion. Yeah. So um, yeah, we got that's good. I've got a little idea for next week. Maybe a um, we're talking about these promos. I was thinking most of the promos that I've seen and that I love that I will watch over and over again on YouTube as the years go by. Um, they're all short promos. Excuse me. <coughs> Maybe next week do um, mine and yours top three promos that are available on YouTube um, and we'll put that out and get the links on so, uh, so everyone can have a look at them because yeah. all the ones that I like are probably uh, not not as well known as maybe Jericho's debut or things like that um, but they're really really good good promos and interviews Danny you know I'm just going to throw out Punk, Cody whatever greasy little marquee promo I can find so yeah so we'll do that next week for you um, I was going to talk about these Road 2 shows that I'd watched, but we're getting, we've been talking about this for a long time. And, ladies and gentlemen, Danny, I'm going to ask you on air, are we going to do a review of Wrestling Dontaku? Yes, we shall. We shall. Yeah, we, we might, shall. We might, have, we might have to do um, two short ones rather than one long one, though, if that's okay with yourself. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We will sort that out and discuss that off air. Um, but, yeah, so... It's wrestling, Don Taku. The first show has already happened, which is why I don't really want to go too long with this podcast as I'm ready to go upstairs and watch the show, which I'm very excited about. The main event of that show, Dragon Lee is facing Ishimori in a match that I think is going to be great. In the main event, you know these two are going to go all out. It's not going to be like a Wrestle Kingdom match where they only get, say, 10 minutes or something because of the cards yeah. that stacked. They're going to get 20, 25 minutes. It is going to be amazing. And Danny, Danny, this match, I've been looking at this. It, I think it's the second, third top match on the show, right? Okada and Ishii versus Evil and Sonada. That is going to be something after special. La- after last night, especially, um, the, the the elimination match that you got and the way that they've worked up to this story with this yeah. this tag team match tomorrow, fabulous. Um, yeah, that, so that just talk about match, that. Talk about that elimination match that I recommended for you. It was uh, Okada, Ibushi, Ishi, Sho and Yo versus Los Ingo Bernabes. It was great, wasn't it, Danny? They just built it was, up fantastically. It was really good, and uh, I like the format of it as well. And with the eliminations and um, Ishii and um, and Evil um, at the start where they were just they were trying to psych each other out. That whole uh, uh, and then when they, you could even hear Kevin Kelly saying, 
Ishii and Evil are on the floor after being delineated. They're both that tired, they're on the floor, but they're still kicking each other. <laughs> That's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and then, obviously, um, so now they're getting the uh, the win, um, yeah, uh, being the, the match winner. And it, it builds up beautifully in the way that New Japan does to a meaningful points in the way along the story that will keep building and building and building. And I think Sonata's going to be, I think he's the heir apparent. He's going to be the next one to break through. Unfortunately, I've been saying this for about 18 months now, but I think time is coming. Um, I think with the addition of Shingo and LIJ as well, um, they may be making plans to, uh, to, to change around the logistics of the group. Um, I'd love to see. Uh, I don't know how it'll work with Sonada and Naito both being the two main event single guys within LIJ. I don't know whether that will have to be reworked, but um, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. Do you know what I think will happen, Danny? Obviously, you can't predict Gator's booking. I think Sonada will have another great match with Okada, obviously, lose. Naito. Or what with Ian loses intercontinental title match, maybe I don't know. They've been talking about maybe having him as a double going for, to be a double champion, but yeah, you right. could all say if Ibushi beats Naito, you could then have Sonada come out and challenge Ishi, uh, Ibushi, Ibushi, Sonada. I think before you go all the way with Sonada, just give him give him the uh, the uh, uh, do you know what I mean? The is it an intercontinental belt? Yeah, they could just give him a run with that for six months. And does that lead up to an intercontinental versus world title match in the maybe in two years' time between um between Sonada and, and Naito that could break up yeah. or threaten to break up LIJ? As I say, things you can these do. things are so are so well booked in advance that we just don't know what's coming. But we can yeah. read into these little nuggets of information that we get on every show in New Japan, not just the big shows. Even at these Road 2 events, they're still building up the storylines. They don't need to do the 20-minute the promo, in-ring promos. It's all done through fucking brilliant, brilliant mat work and wrestling and psychology within the ring. Yeah, definitely. As I say, they built up so much in this match. Show looked like a star in this match. I re- they're really going to go with Show, I think, um, as a, a junior heavyweight. Him and Shingo, when they have this match, it is going to be great. Shingo and Show, make sure you look out for that. Um, on as I say, on the Dontaku tours, they've got um Ishii against Evil, and you might think, oh, Ishii Evil, yeah, it should be okay. If you've been watching some of the build up on these shows, these two work well together. They're going to have a really surprisingly great match, I think, on Saturday. Nobody's talking about this match, but I think. I think they might have a... Ishii's amazing, but I think they're going to have a great match come Saturday night. Yeah, but, totally agree with you, mate. Totally agree. So, I think, Danny, I, I think we've not, we've talked through everything. We just, I don't want to go into too much detail about New Japan because we're going to be doing a show on the Dontaku as a whole. So, I don't want to be talking about it now when we can talk about it on that show. So, yeah, so if you're not seen it, go and check out the 5-on-5 five five elimination match that headlined the Road to Dontaku show last night, which was Thursday. Um, yeah, go and watch the Champions Carnival semi-final and final. Um, I, th- I think that's it, Danny. I think we've touched on everything. We'll be back tomorrow, maybe. It'll probably be 
probably for the start of the week, we upload the Wrestling Don Taco, re- Wrestling Don Taco, Wrestling Don Taco review shows. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that, Danny. We've been, we went a little bit off topic here and then, but hey, that's what's pod, that is what podcasting is all about. Follow the way the well, wind blows. I think exactly, and I think we've touched on a lot of different companies tonight, a lot of different events. So, um, I think. It's, it's we've tried to give a good overview of what's going on in the wrestling world, literally worldwide. Yep. So that's it, everyone. Um, follow the wrestling newspaper on Twitter. Follow Danny on Twitter. Um, yeah, we're going to be back with this in the wrestling newspaper weekly. We're constantly getting shows out. We're going to be getting this show every week, and there'll be other bonus shows which we'll keep you up to date with as the shows go on. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Danny, I want to thank you for joining me and missing the Everton Burnley match. Still 2-0. Still 2-0. Still 2-0. Still say as well, we would really appreciate any any ratings that you uh, you feel free to give us on the ratings. Um, any comments that you want to put down there, we will take notice of. Also, if you could subscribe um, and get notified of each of our podcasts, Um, and also our YouTube channel. That would be fantastic. So, yeah, so that's it. So, yeah, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. We're on iTunes, Spotify. We'll be back with the Wrestling Don Taku review show, possibly tomorrow, if Danny can squeeze the two shows in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I am off now to go and watch night one of Wrestling Don Taku. Danny, thanks for joining me. Uh, Thank you for having me, mate. Right. Okay. See you later, everyone. Bye.